Uh, I want to instead talk about the Parsha and the um, implications of the Parsha. By that I mean, this week, Tazriya Mitzorah is, first of all, <laughs> about not a pandemic exactly, but about a communicable disease, a contagious disease, um, and quarantine, which is just mind-blowing that the Torah comes along with a parsha about a contagious disease, leprosy, and quarantine. And we could spend, obviously, the morning, um, for which, as you can see, I have dressed up, uh, since I have a couple of, uh, couple of video things today. Um, and besides, it's good for the spirit every now and then to get dressed even at home. But we could spend the time talking about the issues <clears throat> which people have now done some work on in the Jewish tradition of quarantine and pandemics and the kind of accommodations one has to make and so on. But I want to instead take the, the Torah class this morning in a different direction. And that is the direction that is most commonly associated with Mitzorah um, because it sounds like the Hebrew words motzi shem ra. Uh, motzi shem ra means uh, to literally to bring out a bad name, but in other words, it's to talk badly about something. And the usual sermon drash on Mitzorah is about gossip because there are only a limited number of um, sermons that one can give about leprosy, which is <clears throat> the predominant topic of Tasriya Vitsara. The idea of Lashon Hara in the Jewish tradition is very comprehensive. And we're going to return in a moment to an aspect of it that I think is important for our consideration in these times. But I want to begin at a one, one earlier step, which is the linkage that the Torah makes between disease and uh, moral conduct. Because as you know, um, the person who is stricken with leprosy is stricken with leprosy because they've done something wrong. And we have this association most powerfully in the case of Miriam, Moses' sister, who gossips about him and is stricken with leprosy, or some people say it's not called Hansen's disease, whatever the skin affliction is, and that doesn't have to be our consideration right now. The point is that the Torah and almost human nature links what we do with the fate that we suffer. In other words, morality and disease. This, um, this idea, which was the subject of a very well-known book uh, by Susan Sontag called Illness as Metaphor, is that all illnesses, because we are meaning-making creatures, all illnesses become metaphors for something else. Uh, it's one of the reasons why um, the uh, venereal disease was named after other countries. Like in England, it was called the French disease. In France, I don't remember, it was called some other nation's disease because there was always a moral uh, attribution to a physical consequence. 
And while venereal disease may be the most uh, egregious example, it is hardly the only example. People have always assumed something metaphysical about the physical, something meaning uh, related about what happens to their somatic, their bodies, their beings. There's an obvious problem with that. Uh, first of all, <laughs> the greatest problem with that is that it's not true, that we all know that people can suffer diseases just because they're unfortunate, and also that people can suffer robust good health even though they deserve a good disease, right? Um, that's possible. In other words, as the ancient dilemma has it in Pirkei Avot, um, Rasha, Betovlo, Sadiq Baralo, there's a, a actually it's reversed in the Hebrew, a righteous man whom bad things happen to and a good person, I mean, and a bad person to whom good things happen. Uh, and the same is true, obviously, with physical illnesses. It just isn't true that the hospitals are full of bad people who are patients. And yet, it is very hard. Okay, how are we now? Are we better? All right, now, so what I was saying about illness as metaphor before um, technology intervened uh, non-metaphorically is that um, in our day, when we have decoupled, when we have separated uh, illness from metaphor, we see with COVID, how powerful that linkage still is in our minds because people are reluctant to say that they have the virus because we say, well, were you out when you shouldn't have been out? Were you doing this when you shouldn't have been doing it? Did you behave in some way that caused you to get the disease? And while those linkages are genuine in the world, you can't smoke your entire life and say, I don't understand why I got lung cancer. While linkages happen in the world, um, there is also in human beings a moralistic streak that makes us want to have that linkage be more and more and more powerful. Um, so I want to remind us that in this sense, the Torah, although it plays into a natural human tendency to want to make meaning also is misguiding us into assuming that illness is naturally not just metaphorical, but actually reflective of moral behavior. And I want to talk about a particular kind of motzi shenra, a particular kind of um, lashon hara. Lashon hara is usually associated with gossip, or with um, saying something bad about someone. Uh, the Chofetz Chaim, who was a great uh, 19th century sage, um, talked about the, uh, the various ways in which um, people can speak 
and subtly and sometimes not so subtly degrade others. He even talks about the fact that you should be careful about saying something good about someone because it's almost an invitation to, for someone else to say something bad. So-and-so is really a good guy, which just, you know, is just waiting for someone else to say, well, you know, he's okay. Um, <clears throat> so he even delineates, the Chavetz Chaim does, places where you're allowed to speak badly and how you're allowed to speak badly. So, for example, if you're called, someone calls you for a reference for a job, you're allowed to say that the person did a bad job when they worked for you, if that's true. Um, but I notice that there is also a kind of speech that is prevalent today that I want to speak about, actually, uh, on, in the sermon on Shabbat that I have been thinking about a lot, which is not really about... Um, Lashon Hara in the classical sense. But there are lots of ways of talking in the world today that are problematic at best and dangerous, problematic at best and dangerous at worst. So this is the great age of emailing articles um, and everybody sending around everything and it is incomparable how many times I've received something for the 50th time um, because things circulate over and over and over and over again. And I don't even see people's Facebook pages. So that's without ever looking at Facebook, how many times things get sent to me. Uh, but I have, but I'm aware of the fact that these things get sent around because Sometimes they speak to our need to understand, but often they speak to our need to react. So there is a tremendous amount of um, both fear-mongering on one side and um, anti-fear-mongering on the other uh, that is exaggerated and blaming. All those people are not observing what they should be observing, or all these people are ruining our life and economy, despite the fact that they should be uh, understanding that there's no big threat out there. And the measured, thoughtful, considered, careful discourse that is called for in a dangerous time <clears throat> is very hard to hold on to because um, there is so much that stokes our fears and makes people's behavior into metaphors, just like illness gets turned into a metaphor. So instead of somebody behaving in a way that is unwise, they're bad um, or they're endangering society. Um, and the Tazriya Mitzora message and warning is is a pretty powerful one, and that is that it is impossible in such a, in such an atmosphere not to um, see the extent to which people are using public discourse as an expression of their inner state as opposed to 
a vehicle for understanding. And even though we don't normally think of it this way, this is a kind of Lashon Hara. It is bad speech, which is what Lashon Hara literally means. It's bad speech because it is speech that doesn't contribute to a solution or to understanding. It contributes to divisiveness and to fear. In that sense, the Torah does this very well because even though leprosy in the Torah is given as a moral punishment, there is a clear and exact and detailed analysis and remedy that the Torah offers for the priest to see and take care of the problem of the um, afflicted individual. It talks about how to diagnose it, talks about what the tshuva, the repentance is, how someone has to be quarantined, um, and on and on. And it lets you know exactly what you have to do in order to make this, to, to ameliorate or to remediate the situation. Um, and that should be more what we are looking for rather than blaming various individuals um, for their conduct. Rather, we should be trying to elevate from leadership on down the nature of the discourse because where the Torah is spot on and what is powerful for us to understand from Tazria Mitzvah is how you speak affects the moral tenor of the society. It is not necessarily true that being immoral will get you a disease, but it is certainly true that the way in which you speak about things like disease has a profound effect on the moral character of the society in which you dwell. And that's true not only for leadership, it's true for all of us. And there the Torah teaches an important lesson, right? How Moshe speaks has a lot to do with the nature of the Israelites. How God speaks through Moshe has a lot to do with the nature of the Israelites. And so the emphasis that Judaism places on speech is incredibly important. Uh, the way the Chafetz Chaim, whom I mentioned before, was a rabbi um, who uh, was an expert, among other things, in, in laws of speech, the way that he got his real name was Israel Meir Kagan. The way he got the name Chafetz Chaim is from the line in the Psalms. Mi ha'ish, who is the man? Shechofetz Chaim, who desires life. Ohev yamim lirotov, loves days to see good. Nitzur l'shon chamera, he distances himself from bad speech. In other words, the Chafetz Chaim took his name from the verse that says someone who loves life will distance themselves from bad speech, which can, in the, in the uh, image of the psalmist, can destroy life. We are certainly in a time when how we speak has a profound effect on the way in which we will be able to live and what we say to one another. And honestly, the things we forward to one another and the jokes we make about one another have a really significant role to play in the tenor of the society 
that we will, not only that we live in now, but that we will re-enter when the time comes to re-enter it. Um, <clears throat> so uh, I know that there is more to say and that this is a very abbreviated version of the Torah class, but the technology has not been kind to us this morning. So I'm gonna quit right now while I'm ahead and we will see if we can work out the kinks and I look forward to seeing you. Uh, I may do a Facebook Live in the next uh, day or two, and I certainly will be back with the daily inspiration, which uh, if you haven't received, you should have received already today because it gets sent out at nine. Um, and uh, if you haven't received it, please email the synagogue and we will be happy to send it to you. It's one minute every day. Um, and uh, there, since it's pre-taped, the computer does not go down in the middle of it. Um, Anyway, I wish you well. I hope you're safe and we will, God willing, talk again soon.